0: Welcome to Career Tools. This week, in honor of the holiday Thanksgiving weekend, we deliver a Hall of Fame Career Tools cast, preparing for your own performance review. Welcome to the Manager Tools members-only podcast for
1: July, okay, late July, 2006. Hello everyone, this is Michael Ozan, your tardy host for our July Members Only podcast. Today, Mark Horseman and I have something special planned for you. Now, we spent a lot of time at the end of last year talking about how to write someone else's review. Now the question is, what should you do to prepare for your own review? Think of it this way. Suppose you had three folks working for you, and one of the three spent a couple of hours over the previous months preparing for their time with you. They had reviewed the entire year, prepared better information for you for their review, and taking their time writing their self-evaluation, including specific data to support their points. Now, wouldn't that be impressive? If there were a close call to be made, might it go in their direction? Well, in this cast, part one of a two-part series, we walk you through everything you need to prepare for your review with your boss. And if you think it's too early, think again. Our process timeline is three months. And by the way, during the show, we promised a couple of things. You'll find all of these in the members section of the Manager Tools website. One, a complete transcript of the entire show. Two, a PowerPoint presentation in PDF form with a detailed outline of the review preparation process. And three, a detailed note-taking form to guide you through the entire process. Folks, no note-taking required this time. We've done all the work for you. As we discussed on discussion boards, these are examples of what you'll get with our premium membership program which will be announced very shortly so now that you've downloaded all the materials and have them printed let's get going hey mark we got a lot of traction from our forecast last year on how to prepare for annual reviews people yeah, yeah. really dug dug those um and i think particularly i think folks really appreciated the the detail you know the step-by-step that we typically go through i think that's often what is missing when you look at um, all the other kind of management advice that's out there. Um, you know, the other interesting thing that it was the first cast we ever did that was timed to a specific time or a specific event, you know, um, given that companies mistakenly do annual reviews around the, the calendar
0: year. <laughs> Thank you for saying mistakenly. I think, I think we actually have to do a cast about the system of how to do annual reviews in a company not really addressing hr people but you know we tend to stay away from you know making your company better through systems and policies but but the annual review one is a is a great one um to teach people how to do it how to do reviews on a year round basis Um, yeah
1: well you know so we talked about you know preparing for annual reviews that they're given but we didn't talk about which is to some people even more important which is how do they get ready for their own reviews um, and luckily for them, they only need three months to get ready. <laughs> so, so why are we doing this cast in July?
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny when you're talking about how much people enjoyed the detail. It, it, it's funny because I, we, of course, we did four casts last year, and, and um, I, we were worried about that. We were like, gosh, you know, will, will this really grab people's attention? And of course, it did. Um, but I always worry about that because when I laid this out for coaching clients. Uh, i remember they would say gosh it seems like like so much stuff but but um th- there are a bunch of reasons a- and when you hear them I-, I think several people i think there are people out there who go oh my gosh he's right i hadn't thought of it i hadn't thought of it i hadn't thought of that so let's go through them. i think there's like six of them or something um first of all the reason you start now um in july or early august is a reminder um if, if members, if listeners haven't been doing their team's quarterly reviews, because remember one of the things we talked about in annual reviews is, is that you would start doing the reviews of your folks each quarter, give them a mini review so you reduce the chances of a surprise at the end of the year. If you haven't been doing that, um, think about this. If you're not doing that, what are the chances that your boss is doing that? And if your boss is not, ask yourself, how much have you been thinking about writing the reviews of your folks in the middle of the year? And that's probably even less than your boss is thinking about how much, about what he's going to do about writing your review in the middle of the year. Um, and, and so what that means is you need to be scheduling those Q3, Q- the end of third quarter, Q3 uh, reviews, mini reviews with your folks now. Get them on the calendar um so that at the end of the year you're going to be um you'll at least have one underneath your belt and it won't be reinventing the wheel all over again um the way everybody seems to do annual reviews every year so that's one thing um second is look we we know how busy everybody is they'll hear the cast they'll think about it a little bit they say wow this is great hopefully um and they'll put it (laughs) off Uh, or maybe they'll schedule something for august then things are going to get busy for whatever reason. It'll go on a back burner for a couple of weeks, and suddenly they're starting in September. Uh, you know, no offense, but that's probably what you and I would do. It just you, you look at, right. at, at developing, at spending some time on yourself, and you put that on the back burner so often. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to be rude here and suggest that they're not following the exact manager's way. The fact is, you know, life is what happens to you while you're busy making plans, right? Um, so if they start in September, three months is December. Um, And and, and something else to think about. Um, You'll want to be done preparing for your own review before you have to start working on your team's review. So hopefully you want to be done in early December. Um, Now look, look, if they get right on it right now, they'll probably finish early. And that's fine. You can just put the file aside that you develop, give it a one-hour overview and some polishing at the start of December, And then you can go shopping for Christmas and have a little easier conscience and you'll feel that much more ready having gone through the preparation on yourself, that much more ready in terms of delivering folks, delivering your own folks their their reviews. Can you
1: you imagine going to a Christmas vacation having done all this and... Being ready for the end-of-the-year reviews? Oh, yeah. Imagine,
0: even slightly better, which probably people think I'm terrible for saying. Imagine going on Christmas vacation, having it done, and telling people, oh, no, I'm already done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little, a little of the dark mark coming yeah, out there. You really. poke them with a stick as you walk <laughs> yeah. out the door with a smile on your face saying, yeah, I'm not, not worried about that. Okay, another thing, third, um, every quarter you're supposed to be spending maybe 30 minutes keeping your resume current, right? That's what we suggest in our resume cast. Only probably a lot of them haven't been doing that either. This gives you some encouragement to schedule that now. And it's not hard to schedule it because it's only time at your desk alone reviewing stuff. It gives you time to schedule that now to catch up on the first half of the year. At this stage, it you know, doesn't have to be exhaustive um, because the the process, process is going to unearth a great deal. will help you think more clearly about your end-of-year review. But you ought to start. Um, and and we have a little little hint. Those of you who stay with us until the very end of this cast will get a little bonus idea about resumes and reviews. That's worth staying for. Um, okay, fourth. Okay, fourth. There are actually six of these. <laughs> because as you do this, you may be disappointed in how you're doing this year, and starting in the middle of the year gives you a fighting chance to do something about it. I can't tell you how many people go, Uh, you know when i tell them in november hey we need you really need to i thought everybody did this sorry and and um uh gosh you you need to get busy on this and they realize uh, i i know the two or three top things are going to be a problem for me and it kind of is disheartening right it's almost like a punch in the gut before you
1: start all right well yeah you know you're right i think it's like a it's kind of like a marathon i think if you're an effective uh marathon runner competitive you don't, think start, you don't start thinking about your
0: time, you know, uh, with a half mile left to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe. perfect. Yeah. And you know what? That If you do spread it out, if you give yourself a half an hour, what we're talking about is half an hour a week here, um, um, it, it becomes painless. It becomes part of the routine, the boring, the unsexy, unpretty part of management. And at the end of the year, when everybody else is pulling out their hair at a time when they're going through Christmas, for so many of us, um, you, you don't have to worry about that. In fact... I don't really talk about this as much, but but one of the great things about that would be if everybody else is so busy, you're probably going to have some free time. Ask yourself what you really want to be doing and want to be known for next year. Spend more time in December when you would be writing everybody else's review and worrying about your own. Spend more time thinking about what you're going to do next year in terms of self-development. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have, and ha-
1: go ahead. And having done this... Um, one year that the doing this the the subsequent
0: year is a lot a lot easier oh yeah Yeah. i I I would even argue that if it takes you three months to do it this year it'll take you six weeks the next year Um, yeah okay so here's something else that's your that's your seventh
1: that's your seventh reason there you go
0: yeah there we go um (laughs) nice nice um fifth if for some reason the cache on your server won't hold a year's worth of you and your bosses and your team's emails because the IT people want to keep their servers neat and clean and pretty and they limit you to a gig PST file or whatever, um, now is the time to beg for more to burn your PST or all those emails to a disk in some fashion so that you have it to look at at some point later. I've been burned by that before. Oh, no, we only cashed three months' worth of emails. Hmm. Okay? And then lastly because this is our first members cast of year two of Manager Tools, and we're actually kicking off a series. Um, uh, So the timing is kind of a little bit in advance, but still valuable, because our monthly members cast this year, in year two, um, I guess from June to June or July to July, however you want to look at it, will have a bias towards career and self-management. Topics like preparing yourself for a layoff how to get ready if your company is being acquired, considering an MBA, how to start a new job, those kinds of things. They're absolutely managerial in nature, but many of them apply to anyone, whether you're a manager or not. Um, So this is just a way for us to to start with a really interesting cast that I think a lot of people will like. And and it's really more of a self-development, which is an important professional part of being a manager, no question about it. Um, And then I would just say, one more comment about time mike and that's um could you if you had to do all this in one day you almost could it wouldn't be very good but you almost could because we're talking about you know if you spread this out a half an hour a week over um over 3 months it's just 6 hours um the problem with that thinking is that if you go through this you just as you go through this you discover you need stuff to help you put your review together whether it's looking at emails or looking at documents or whatever um and it happens every year. If you wait too long and you panic a little, what ends up happening is you rush writing your own review, which just seems to me galactically stupid. <laughs> I mean... Galactically? Right. Is that a word? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think spellcheck flagged it. I um, think it's fairly accurate. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite universally stupid, but it is galactically stupid. <laughs> so Okay. Well,
1: those are great reasons, I, you know. When I asked a question, I thought maybe I'd get one or two, mm-hmm. but now we have oh uh, I'm just seven I'm get yeah you're full your full this morning. Uh, that's what you get for staying up till four thirty in the morning writing show notes uh, <laughs> so and that's true folks <laughs> i and i got I got lucky after we, we got done our work in the evening. I think I got to go to bed at 3.30. So. Yes, yeah that's the, that's uh, the
0: lovely part about us having our own jobs <laughs> i love
1: I love podcasting right um. Okay, so um, those, are, you know, those are all great reasons. So um,
0: let's, let's get with it. Okay. Um, so, okay, let, let, let's remember the process takes three months, is that we only have you spending 30 minutes a week on it. Um, if you spread that over 220 workdays in the course of a year, that's less than 3% of you, your year evaluating your performance. Um, and something else too, Mike, we're suggesting that you schedule this time while you're at work. There are two reasons for that. I've really come to learn that managers who take, home, take homework home always tend to give that, that part of their homework, whatever goes home in their briefcase or in their satchel or what have you, uh, their backpack, tends to get a very low priority to work on uh, while they're at home. You know, that's one thing if we're talking about external interviews. Um, but career management within your firm you're already at just seems to get pretty low status uh you know there's no deadline driving it there's no boss yelling for it uh and and frankly i'm fine with that because um if if you're marginally efficient um everybody listening has 30 minutes at their desk every week to give to this project there's nobody who's listening i challenge you to tell me I, i guarantee i can find a half an hour in your calendar. Um, once a week to do this. And, and really, to be fair, this is the idea of doing this on your own time at home at night is just one more thing to take away time from what's more important than work, and that's your family. So your spouses will thank us uh, if you spend a half an hour with your feet up on your desk at 5.30 or 6 o'clock one evening doing this. Uh, it probably will run longer than a half an hour, though, because we all know how terribly inefficient managers are from 5 o'clock on, but that's still okay. Um, just get home when you need to get home. Um, okay. So with those comments in mind, we have a week by week planning calendar. We're going to walk through. We're not saying any of the weeks, the date weeks or the weekly dates are are sacred. Um, you'll find that it generally is best to go in this order, but it's, uh, you know, it's not a a really hard and fast rule. It's important probably to get weeks one and one, weeks one and two done before you do anything else. Um, but if you finish week four early and you want to head right into step five, go for it. That's no problem. Um, If you get behind and it's been nine weeks and you're only on week five, that's okay, too. We're just trying to give you a a numerical system in terms of a rank ordering of what order to do them in. Um, As long as you figure out how to make up the time when you're four weeks behind. Um, I I will say that some managers have told me that they started right in on on going to email when when they learned the way to prepare everybody else's uh, reviews. Um, and that included mining email, which is a really powerful part of our process, they would immediately said, okay, let me just start going through emails real quick. Um, I think that's step 10 or something like that. And that's not a good plan, moving that all the way up to week one or week two. If you swap any couple of weeks adjacent tasks, that's fine, but moving a week 10 up to week one is not that smart. You're going to be much more efficient and effective in looking at email the way we suggested if you've done the other work beforehand. Um, and then before we go into the week by week review, one final kind of thought: um, several of the steps that we're talking about here sound like they'll be much more effective in a large company. We're not in any way su- su- trying to slight the small company members we have out there at all. Okay, maybe maybe in your small company you don't have job descriptions yet. Okay, um, many of them don't even have yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But surely you won't argue. They won't argue with us. This is a good cast topic. And even if you think about it, it wouldn't hurt for you to prepare an end-of-year overview for your boss, even if you don't get a review. It may affect salary administration, even if there's no formal absolutely. review process. and yeah, Absolutely. Uh,
1: there's a review. It just may not
0: be written. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, <you've> gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in fact, that ought to be. we ought to use that as one of the distinctions between big and small company. If somebody says they're in a small company, we ask them, okay, is your review written or unwritten? And if they say it's written, I say, well, maybe you're a medium-sized company. You're not a small company anymore. Um, but, but, but look, even if you don't have a job description, which is pretty standard in smaller companies, you know, Manager Tools doesn't have any job descriptions. Um, you do all that magic technical wizardry, and I, um, I talk about stuff. Um, and you just talk. Yeah, just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but look, week two, we have a, week a workaround for job descriptions, right? I mean, here are the questions to ask yourself to create your own job description to make sure you're on the right track. And virtually every the week we have in here has validity for a small company or even a startup. So, so I wanted to say that because as I was reading my own notes, my handwritten notes from years ago, I thought... You know, there's a a big company feel to this. And yet I think if small company people approach this as, I think this is a great self-management tool, even if we don't have reviews, I encourage them to stick with this because this is, if you get this done now, if you get it down now at at a small company, when you you are a bigger company or when you join a bigger company, um, when you become executive vice president for marketing or something like that or for technical services or customer services, you're going to have it down. And you won't need to be worried about Making the transition to a big company, you'll know how professionals go about preparing for their annual review. Period.
1: Yeah. Hey, one one side comment. It's completely a, a little bit off topic here, but um, people should, in small companies shouldn't shortchange the uh, the value of a job description. Matter of fact, you know, I spent you know part of why we were up till three o'clock in the morning last night is we were talking about we don't have job descriptions, and we were yeah. we found we discovered that there was a particular task or responsibility that we both thought the other person was really responsible for yep. and it turns out that it was smack dab in the middle between your skill set and my skill set and we both have responsibilities around that but we had both pretty much deferred um, that particular task to the other one of the th- yeah, in um,
0: fact I would argue mark that one, Mike one of the things that makes, small companies great and certainly in our case the whole trust thing i trust you to do that you trust me to do that in fact becomes a potential weakness in that trust makes me feel comfortable not even thinking about this thing and at the same time you're thinking i don't even need to think about that he's got it and that ball is absolutely on the floor right yeah because of what we we consider to be a strength about our organization which is trust
1: right well there you go so it even we could uh, use some better job description. Maybe we'll put that on our on our list of things to do here. Yes. All right. So let's let's uh, let's get on. What is, so step by step? What are the what are the tasks involved here over this? Okay, let, let me period? just do the
0: real quick high level overview that everybody seems to love, and uh, and I quite frankly it's helped helps me as well. Week one, you're going to review last year's review. Week two, you're going to look at your job description. Um, week three, um, you're going to look at your resume. Week four, you're going to look at your notes from your bosses' one-on-ones with you. Um, Week five, you're going to look at all your one-on-ones for your team. Hopefully, this is not a reminder you should be doing one-on-ones. Those should already be happening. Those are the core bedrock (laughs) principle of Manager Tools Managers. Week six, you're going to look at all the reports that you and your team prepare and send forth about your organization. Week seven, you're going to do something really creative that it was suggested to me a couple of years ago. You're going to look at documents that you've created in the past year. And weeks eight, and uh, eight, nine, and ten, the lovely weeks where you get to look at emails, which takes a little while. And then weeks 11 and 12, you're going to write and prepare the review. And actually, it's going to be a review packet. Okay? So that's it. High level. Okay. Let's talk about each one in detail. Cool. Last year's review. Now, look, this is, uh, you know, gosh, um, probably the silliest thing in the world, but too far too many managers I know uh, that I've coached go into their annual review without even looking at last year's review, okay? Yeah. This is bad. Look, look. this is bad if you have the same manager. God, well, why wouldn't you want to refresh your memory of what she said and the tone she took and what themes there were that you didn't expect? Or if you have a different manager, um what, what do you want them to know that maybe you need to review from the previous year to carry forward? Um, what that might they be thinking about because they've looked at it that you've completely forgotten and they feel like they need to provide continuity between last year and this year? And that, that's what I would do if I was your new boss. I look at last year's review. You don't want to be blindsided because you didn't spend a little bit of time, shoot, a half an hour looking at your review. Okay, so look, in week one, you're going to go over your last year's review. And the purpose of this half hour is to take notes for the rest of the process. In fact, Mike, uh, I would argue that really what we're doing in the first 10 weeks of this is preparing the raw material so that you'll be totally comfortable writing your review.
1: Uh, there, yeah, there you go again with the creating those piles of stuff again. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a valuable a pile. pile. But honest, it's a valuable pile. Um, Horseman's uh, law number nine, create big <laughs> piles. Big piles, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's here in this pile on my desk somewhere. God, if you're saying that. We, we, uh, I guess sometime we have to do a podcast on desk management. Um, okay, so look, you're going to want to create a folder for this. Um, those of you who are getting things done, disciples, lucky you. You've got a label maker and it'll be nice and pretty. Um, and we're, we're going to make it even easier for you. On the website, we have a simple form for capturing your thoughts on each of the major tasks and forms of data you'll be looking at. When you combine that, Mike, with the slides that are going to be on the website in PDF form for this cast in terms of describing in detail what we're talking about here and the transcripts, you put those together in that packet and you, you put the, the note-taking form in there. I have to tell you, it's a pretty awesome package. It will make this as painless as we can possibly make it. We are not available to prepare your review for you. <laughs> um, but to me, this is a reminder of... The value of what a premium subscription will be, because that's the kind of stuff that will be out there for premium subscribers, for both monthly casts and for obviously for weekly casts as well. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to make it. It's going to make it a lot easier. Yeah, I think it, um, it won't be turnkey, but but boy, it sure make it simple, as simple as we possibly can. Okay, so in week one, when we're looking at last week's review, um, there are like four things we want to be looking for as we go through the review. The first one is obviously accomplishments. What did you do well last year? Um, some of some of these projects that you were working on from last year, or some of the numbers may have carried over to this year. What we found is that last year, if you did really well on something and it made your review, it was interesting last year. This year, it's assumed you can keep up that low level of cost or that high level of sales or whatever, and so it becomes routine and you don't get credit for it twice. And so we kind of forget about it. It just becomes, well, that's just the way we do things here. Um, but it, look, if you drove down costs last year, and this year you kept them low, even if you didn't have a goal in that area this year, you've probably forgotten about it, and you need to remind yourself and put that down as potential fodder for how you write your review. Okay? The review helps you think about themes that may be secondary this year, but still have traction, and they were important somehow last year. Again, what did you do last year that carried over? Maybe a project was split between the two years. Um, this review around your accomplishments will refresh your memory. And again, you're just taking notes. It's gonna it's gonna inform everything you do for the rest of this 12 week process. Second thing you're look for is feedback. Look, if you have the same boss, you better refresh your memory on what she talked about last year. That'd be smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but uh, I'm telling you, people are it's, I think I talked about this, Mike, it's, we call it the, I call it the Christmas rule, Horseman's Christmas rule, right? Which is, you ask people, boy, is Christmas important to you? Oh gosh, I love Christmas. I love seeing my kids open presents for the many, many people in the world who celebrate Christmas, many managers who listen to us to celebrate Christmas. And I love it and it's great. And I ask them, well, okay, it's great. And is it stressful? Oh gosh, yeah. It's just, I'm wiped out afterwards. And every year I want to cut back and make it simpler, but I never do. And we always end up doing too much and I'm always tired of work. And then I've got reviews to do. I said, well, look, it's just the Christmas rule. Anything you do once a year that's really important to you is going to be terribly stressful because you don't get to practice it. Well, that's exactly what people do with reviews. They do it once a year. They don't practice. They don't think about it systemically. They don't make it routine and boring and predictable and unsexy and unpretty by doing this kind of stuff. Uh, And then you get stressed out about it. So you need to go back and review your review from last year and look for negative feedback, Um, even on some of your accomplishments. Um, so that if there's a potential for that to come back up this year, if you didn't address it specifically this year, you know how to combat it. If in fact he or she writes about it, um,
1: Look, you're right, and you're doing this fairly fairly early in the process. So, like we talked about earlier, if you found there's feedback that you haven't addressed, you yeah. haven't done anything about, you have an opportunity to do something about it now. Versus, you know, in you know early January, late January, when you usually start thinking about this. Yes, stuff.
0: in fact, if you do this now, I guarantee you within two or three weeks, your boss may come to you and say, "Man, you're you seem to be kind of re-energized." And and privately, you're thinking, "Yeah, I don't want to." Read about this thing That I was really important In my re- development plan For next year That I haven't done Anything on yet <laughs> I, gotta get to do, I gotta get to do Conferences I gotta do this I gotta do this Yeah Exactly um, Of course If you've worked With your admin real well Your admin Right after your review We didn't talk about this In the review process But when you come out Of your review You should be scheduling An hour with your admin And say look Each quarter or each month You should be asking me Where I've gotten On these seven, eight, nine, ten things That came out of my review So that I don't wait Until September To try to cram everything in good point yeah um, you'll also want to look for comments in any of the new any of the numerical rankings on your review people miss this people people ah, they tend to focus on salary in one or two key areas the major write-up looking for the key buzzwords that a company considers important you know when you were I in the army it was the big thing was the senior Raiders review and it, what you were looking for is truly outstanding as opposed to just outstanding um, that actual phrasing made you a top performer um, it was that micromanaged, if you will, in the Army, uh, which has, believe it or not, the military has the best way of handling reviews um, I've ever seen. Um, So our focus is so much on one or two key areas we we forget to look for comments in numerical areas you know additional comments below uh, supplementing the the ranking of 1 through 5 or whatever scales used and you want to look at those and you want to think about those versus this year because you can bet your boss if he or she's reasonably professional is going to look at this and they're going to think okay how did how did how did mike how did mark do on these things that i mentioned to him last year or that a previous boss mentioned to him last year um, Look for any suggestions in improvements in the characteristics not just a ding maybe but hey I need I'd like you to do more of this next year and then you subtly start introducing those those evidence of that change in August September October you're going to look good at the end of the year um, and again, make it easy. Give yourself a weekly reminder. Hey, you need to be working on presentation skills. You know, you need to you need to get your agendas out earlier. If you say, if you do a control shift K, weekly agenda reminder, it's much more likely that it's going to be a relatively painless improvement process for you over the remainder of the year, and it'll be easier for your boss to say, "Wow, I've really noticed a difference in terms of you getting on that. Thank you for doing that." And a lot of times, the question about whether or not you get a top ranking or a good ranking is, hey, he could be in the top, but maybe not. I don't know exactly where he should be. I want to look at everybody else on my team. But then they start looking down at the details. And in every one of the detail areas, you're hitting home runs, or they're noticing a significant change. That can be the thing that makes a difference. Maybe not hitting a home run in the top area, you can still end up getting a top review. Yeah. What about objectives? Objectives. Okay, good. Look, it may be that your firm, that your company separates this process of creating uh, performance objectives, goals, and so on, or development objectives from last year's review, but many don't. And our point is we we don't don't think of it that way. If you do separate them, consider the two documents as one for the purpose of this process we're talking about. You need to write down in the note-taking form everything you committed to doing in December or January of last year, December, last year, (laughs) January of this year. If, good to know <laughs> yeah if you're worried about where you are it's better to know it now than to remind yourself oops at think you know the thanksgiving oops right Uh oh i'm in trouble i better pretend like i've done something in that area um so you want to be able to do that and then check them off obviously if you can't or, or make notes of the ones you've already got done that's good um and lastly number four boss's issues. Um, Now, as you have some distance to the review, which you didn't at the time you were getting it, you're probably just nervously looking for the percentage salary improvement you were going to get in many cases. Now, after knowing your boss a little bit better, you may see a pattern or a theme or a tone in your boss's review from last year. Make a note of it. Uh, Think about how it'll affect the objectives he or she gave you for this year, whether you're going to achieve them or not, if you're going to not achieve an objective in an area that seemed to be thematically important for him last year, ask yourself what you can do to get ahead or at least get close to achieving it in the last six months of the year. You, you, there's no need to solve the problem, if it is a problem, I'm not saying it is, now, but it'll be easier to think about doing so in 10 weeks if you start thinking about them right away.
1: Yeah, now well, I think the key here is to put yourself in your boss's Bingo. head for a little Bingo. bit because you, you you know your view of what's important and his or her view as to what's important may be different. And, and last year's review is going to give you good good hints of as to where he or she uh, places their priorities when it comes down to doing the review. And in my experience, sometimes the review is not reflective of what they're telling you during the course of the year. So, yep,
0: perfect. Now, look, what we've just talked about, it sort of implies that there's a benefit to thinking about what your boss did last year. But even if your boss is different, Mike, uh, it's still worthwhile to go through these steps. And, and if you have a different boss and, and you don't have their comments on your review, that's fine. Go talk to former directs of your boss. Uh, if, if he or she is, was in your company at the time, see what they say about their reviews. Look for any, any themes that were there. If you were, if you were asking me, if, if Mike, if I worked for you and then you left and went somewhere else and somebody said, Hey, what's Ozan like when he does reviews, I'd be happy to give you my review. I'd probably tear off the page about salary increase, but I I'd give it to you. Um, a lot of people wouldn't do that, but I don't, I don't care. Um, it's just a way to make things easier. One more thing Mike it uh, probably seems silly to say this out loud and I probably said this several times during the cast, but just because your firm or your organization or your company changed the process or the forms they use to do the reviews this accomplishment feedback objective and bosses' issues are still damn important okay just because the review process change or the form change doesn't change this process you're going through in fact it'll much it'll make you much more likely uh, hopefully they've already released him, but even if they haven't, probably they're delaying until the last minute because that's the way things are sometimes. That's okay. Preparing as if you're going to have the old form is fine. Um, you'll be the most ready person to take the new form and write your review on it really, really quickly. In fact, I would argue that if you do it well, your boss is going to say, "Oh, this will give me some sense of what I'm going to be thinking about when I write everybody else's reviews." So that'll that'll stand you in good stead. Yeah, the forms have nothing to do with this yes, process exactly. whatsoever. Yeah.
1: Well, that's it for part one. Now the question is, given that our July cast didn't come out until the end of July, will you have to wait until the end of August for the next one? Nope. Part two of this series will be published within a week, maybe even sooner. So, stay tuned. Until next time, so long folks. Welcome to the Manager Tools Members Only Podcast for August 2006. Hi, this is your host, Michael Ozan, and welcome back to Manager Tools. Members Only Podcast? What's that? Well, folks, if you're not a registered member on Manager Tools, and I have no idea why you wouldn't be, don't be surprised. Last week, we shared the first part of this series on preparing for your review with all our listeners, and it just wouldn't be fair not to share the second half. So if you're not a registered member, consider this as a bonus podcast. If you're not registered, the last two podcasts are great examples of what you'll find in the extra podcasts registered members get once a month. So go sign up on the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com it's easy and it's free so with that let's conclude our conversation with Mark on how to prepare for your annual review I think you'll agree if you follow these simple steps you'll be in a position to not only get the best possible review you can this year but also have all the information you need to improve your performance and your next review over the coming year so here we go
0: okay so we're on to uh, week two yep which is the job description yeah so in week two, Mike, you're going to make notes based on your job description. And again, we've got a place for that on the form. Um, there are three good reasons for do, to do this. Um, first, it obviously just pays to be thorough. Uh, it, it's technically the baseline for what your job is. And if you don't know what the baseline is and your boss covers it in your review, you're going to feel stupid. And rightfully so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Second, and this is sneaky, <laughs> The company often provides your job description in a packet with the review they give to your boss. Now, maybe you'd probably know that, but some managers forget. Or if you're not a manager, you don't know that. Uh, and it's good to know. It's good to have reviewed something that your boss will be reviewing before she writes your review. Yeah, it's good to know what they're thinking about when they're writing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a part yourself. of the point of this, right? And then finally, if it's wrong, you're going to want to change it or make some suggestions about how it can be improved. Okay, so what do you do with it? Really, um, there are uh, just a couple of things to do with your job description, and that is, number one, you want to look at key deliverables and metrics. You want to look for what the job description says you're supposed to be doing and make notes on all of that. Um, Sometimes... um, it's close, it's not exactly right, and you're going to need to know how what you're doing now or what you've been doing throughout the year connects to this when you write or or get your review. If it's not close, you may want to make notes for starting to change it, even though changing your job description is probably it's a whole nother that's a whole nother cast um, I wouldn't say to my boss if I got a bad review part of the reason for this is a really bad job description you should be making the case for how to subtly change it it without formally changing the form in your end of your review by saying hey the job description says x but I hope you see where I've been working on x prime which is really what the job description would imply based on the changes and responsibilities and 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 uh, roles around here in the last couple of years
1: yeah, well, if you're doing this in, in, if you're in fact doing this as we suggest in, you know, week two of this three month process, you have plenty of time to go back and
0: get your job description changed. These things are not immutable, right? They they can change. Yeah, so. and a lot of people think, oh, they are immutable, and some person who's responsible for job descriptions has to approve everything. Not so much. <laughs> um, you know, HR would say, wow, really? You have time to do a job description? Wow, that's cool. You want to serve on an HR committee? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, no. Really? Okay, the second thing you want to do is you want to, as a thought exercise, and this is what you make notes on, you're going to create your job description, prepare your own job description using that creating a job description idea we gave you in the review cast last year. And there were actually five questions we asked you to ask yourself. We'll repeat them here. And they're on the form, by the way, that we're going to prepare for you. The reason the company created this job is number one. Number two, the most important ways a person doing this job should spend their time are... Number three, the two to three most important duties of this job are. Number four, what this job takes to be successful is. And number five, the simplest, easy way to see if this job is being done well is. And and that just gives you a different way of thinking about your job a little bit more analytically, a little bit more one step removed rather than thinking about yourself and what you've done, thinking about the job without you in it in an abstract form. And it helps you think, get you thinking big picture about your role and contributions relative to that more abstract job description. You may find that um, you're a little bit off, a little bit off in terms of where you've been directing your time and you may need to re-engage on some things that maybe have fallen by the wayside if your boss is going to use your job description, which it's possible he or she is.
1: Yeah. Well, if you ask these questions, it's it's going to re-engage your brain. Whereas if you're reading the that kind of crusty old job description on the the your formal job description, you, your brain's probably going into autopilot at
0: that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, in fact, you start reading and yeah, your autopilot's a good way to describe it. You just kind of, yeah, okay, I've seen this before. It's been a while, but I've seen it before. Yeah, it's like driving
1: to work and getting done with your hour commute and having no earthly idea how you got yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Well, You know, your brain is supposed to do that for you. Your brain is saying, okay, I know how to do this. You don't have to think about it. I'll take over this. is It's like getting dressed in the morning. I, you know how to do it. You don't even think about getting dressed. It just happens. You don't think about... If you have to think about tying your shoes, you go step by step, it'll take you a lot longer than if you just let your fingers do it automatically. Yeah. So, yeah. And thinking about your job description before
1: you get reviewed on it is a, is not a good place to, to be on autopilot. Yes
0: So. All Good. right. Okay. Week three, the resume. Yeah, it's an easy week. This is an easy week, Mike. If you've been doing your resume work throughout the year, and we just know that everybody has.
1: They've been all oh, listeners. I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah, awesome. absolutely. I'd be very surprised if they weren't. Yeah.
0: I'm amazed at how many resumes I got two this week from people I know saying, "Hey, would you please look at these? I need to update them." And the last job always looks like crap. Um, sorry. Um, so look, all you have to do here though is capture key accomplishments that you put down on your resume, you put it on paper other than your resume so you can get it off your resume. Basically, you put it on your note-taking form. It's not an exhaustive list. Um, It's just most managers think differently about what they'd talk to other companies about versus what they'd pitch for a good review. People tend to winnow out or weed out things that might go on their resume. So the resume is just kind of a place to start, but that's fine. We're just gathering data right now. Now look, if you haven't been doing that, it means you've got to, really, we recommend that you wait to do this until after you've gone through this process and mind all the data that you're going to be able to look at in order to bring your resume current. Um, but... Would you, re- would you recommend them leaving
1: their, this, this resume on their desk for the next few weeks? Absolutely, That'd be a good idea. feel
0: totally comfortable. Corporate America worldwide, it's okay. Put your, leave your resume right yeah. in your desk. It won't bother your boss when she walks. And yeah, make sure you turn it so that people walking in the door
1: can don't have to read it upside down. Yeah, That's, it'd be very yeah, make sure it's very
0: obvious. It's a resume. It's one page. <clears throat> yeah, good, good plan gosh I. you know what in, in, a, in, in a few years leaving your resume on your desk will be okay and we talked about that actually that it's still not appropriate but if you the way we see resumes is just a way to capture your performance um, oh, maybe what we should tell people is hey feel free to leave your resume on your desk at any time and when your mom says what the heck is your resume doing on your desk you can say oh I'm just preparing for my interview review <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's the manager tools answer um, okay So that's week three, doing your resume. If you've already been doing it, it's easy to capture that stuff that you've been adding for the course of the year for your present job. If, in fact, you haven't been doing it, then then you get a pass for this, and you have to redo that at the end of the year. Okay. Week four, boss one-on-ones, which I'm sure... Everybody's fortunate
1: enough to have a boss that's doing one-on-ones with them. We
0: actually had a spate there for a while in the discussion forums, Mike, where people were saying, Mark, please tell me how to get my entire organization to do this. And hopefully one of the themes that came through over and over again was that, look, you really can't make your company do this stuff just because all of a sudden you've discovered the right way to manage. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No offense, but it's just the best way to influence up is to use these things, quietly go about doing your job way better, and to have people say, what changed you? And say, well, actually, I, I do these one-on-ones and coaching and feedback, and I've learned how to present and so on. I use manager tools, and I'd suggest you try it and see if it works for you. And, you know, you start getting promoted. One way to influence up the organization is to get promoted a couple of times um, by right. doing your job better. It, um, yeah, and this stuff is not all
1: theoretical, right? This, this, we talk about this stuff because it works. Yeah, people have gotten got promotions it, it because works. They,
0: they, they write us right. and tell us that manager tools helped them get the promotion.
1: And it's effective. So, so given that it works and it is effective, if you do it properly, um, people will notice yeah. there's no doubt about it. We've all, you know, like you just said, we, we've had, we've had several listeners call us, write us and tell us that they got promoted as a result of doing this stuff, that their bosses noticed their, their subordinates said, man, last couple of months, you've just been Quite good. An incredibly more effective manager. How is that? Well, the stuff works. So
0: anyways, off the soapbox it's exciting uh, i'm i'm thrilled that people are using this stuff in the way we intend it um which is use this stuff and be more effective because of it and if you get promoted send us a part of your your uh, promotion increase <laughs> <laughs> there you
1: go um who said we don't have a revenue model okay so week four boss one-on-ones that's assuming that you're lucky enough to have a boss that does one-on-ones with you right
0: yep that'd be good um We're going to look for two things, and we're going to make notes on two things from all of your paper one-on-one forms. And by the way, this is a reminder, Mike, I think. Now, I'm sure there are people who will tell me, no, Mark, it's much easier doing the technology using a tablet PC or typing them up or whatever. But I really think that scanning them this way is easier on paper to go through what amounts to, what, 20 weeks or 25 weeks of one-on-ones. if your boss does them weekly, I I really think it's much easier to go over your notes from one-on-ones this way. Uh, If somebody has a different opinion, fine. Um, But I think looking at them manually is much faster. Um, You want to look for two things, accomplishments and issues. Accomplishments, just because, you know, um, it's not as if your one-on-ones are nothing but your successes, but still, they're going to point you toward any projects you may have forgotten about, small wins you had along the way, um, and, and again, hopefully this will make you want to keep better notes because there will be a few things that remind you that, hey, and that brings up something else that I don't even have written down that we talked about. Um, so always better to take good detailed notes in your one-on-one. Um, and then secondly, issues. You want to look over six to nine months of notes and, and hopefully you're going to see themes in what your boss talks about. If there are themes, either about you or your team or your projects or your boss's pet peeves, expect to hear about them again at the end of your review. Take notes on them. Even if you can't combat them, Mike... um You know, if she look, if your boss says, "I require everybody's desk to be spotless," I'm in trouble there. um, (laughs) You 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 can be thinking about how to address them and maybe re-engage on it with your team so that at least you're making strides in that direction. Whereas all your other peers won't, you know, they'll have forgotten about it. Said, ah, the boss isn't going to care about that. That's not that big a deal. Um, Sometimes it's doing everything one percent better that gets you the top nod rather than hitting a home run in your top area. Right. Uh, And again, you want to be able to talk about all the things you've done well at the end of year. Yep. And here's
1: the, we've had many uh, of our listeners ask about how, how do they get their boss to do one-on-ones? And of course, we've always said that you know you can't do that you just focus on doing them It's just you know, hard be yeah. effective and people will notice and you know that's how you change things but but here's the but yeah. here's the downside which is if they're doing one on ones just like you're doing one on ones with your folks um they're gonna have a record a written record of your performance and the goals and objectives and that coaching and all there that over the course of the last year and so it'd be it'd be a really good idea given that they have that much more detailed information that you review it
0: and and go through it and at least refresh yourself as to what you've committed to do Uh, you know i just thought about it mike but but insofar as these folks who are listening are doing one-on-ones with their teams and they're probably thinking i've got to keep good detailed notes and if my team doesn't that's okay if they feel like it's their meeting and they need to take good notes but they don't approach it that way with their boss gosh you're right you just pointed out that maybe they've got pretty light notes and and um, and their boss as it relates to them and their team, their boss could have better notes and more data for the annual review than, than the manager tools manager does. So, yeah, good point, good point. All
1: right, week five, team one-on-ones. Now, what's, how, how, does, how does that affect uh, your own personal review? Yeah, uh, I, ho- I
0: hope this one is, like, so obvious. Uh, um, remember, you're the manager of your team, what your team, you get credit for what your team does and what they don't do, obviously, but it's not just about you if you're a manager, it's also about everything your team did because you're not supposed to only be reporting on what you personally did, but on what your team accomplished. And generally, you're gonna make notes about three things, your direct successes, your direct failures, and again, projects, just gathering data. In terms of successes, you're not just responsible for your team when they fail, not just in terms of getting in trouble for them, but when they succeed. If someone on your team did well, that reflects, maybe only lightly, but that's okay, it reflects on you. Write it down. Um, you may just be surprised at how much your team and you did at the end of the year, or you know, in this middle of the year review. Um, you also want to go over failures, things you talked about with your team, not because you want to bring them up. And hey, hold real. on one second, Mark. Before you do that, let me, let me go back to
1: direct successes, because I think there's something okay. worthy of note here. Is I, I think a lot of managers, I, there is such an um, overwhelming feeling sometimes about the individual who claims credit for their subordinate successes, and the, the feeling is that, that most people feel that is a uh. bad thing to do. <clears throat> And yes. So right. when it comes down to reviews, though, I just caution you about going too far. You have an influence on in your organization. If your subordinates are successful, then you are successful. And so during right. review is not
0: the time to to, to to slight that. To be worried. In other words, it's not the time to be worried that you're going to be taking credit for somebody else's work. You're going to use the word we, perhaps, but you're not going to be stealing their yes. thunder and yes. presenting it as yes. your own work. Yes. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. It's okay to talk about what your directs did. Um, because you in the same way that you roll up to your boss and he or she is going to be taking credit not taking credit but getting essentially getting rewarded for the fact that the organization did what it's supposed to do. Yeah, so good. I'm I, you know, I'm glad you said that because you're right. That is a huge concern that people have among managers who are unethically basically taking somebody's work and then positioning it as them and then calling it I I I I I. Yeah,
1: use we. But good point. Th- the fact is you are responsible and you deserve some of the credit for what your organization does. That
0: that's that's your role as a manager so good good okay directs failures as well um maybe maybe um it it shows up in your one-on-ones with your boss but but just in case make notes about coaching and feedback that you've given your team about stuff they haven't done well you want to be ready to talk about failures so you want to have them in, in the back of your mind if your boss brings them up and the key is, if you think about them now, you'll know you'll be you'll be able to talk to him or her about how you overcame or made up for them later in the year. That's another another reason why we want to. There's value in starting this process early, as opposed to doing it in the oops, it's Thanksgiving, I better write my review mode. Right. And and then lastly, projects. Bosses love asking about a project that was left dangling in May, when it's December. Um, Capture what your team has been working on, even if it doesn't seem to have been finished in some way. And either finish it or start thinking about what to do to overcome the fact that you won't have it done at the end of the year because it was canceled or it was put on hold or the customer put it on hold or whatever, rather than you kind of looking like a deer in the headlights and they say, well, gee, we did have seven projects we're going to work on this year and three of them just seem to die in May and June. Why is that? Well, there were good reasons for that. And if your boss thinks about it, now your boss has 10 people reporting to her. She can't know every single project and all the details. You need to be able to help her. So actually the customer put that on hold and, and this one we lost funding because we had budget cuts in the second quarter. You need to be able to talk about those kind of yeah. things. L- let me add one under team one-on-ones, uh,
1: particularly under projects, is um, I'd encourage folks to think about development of their people as projects as well. And in, I know in my experience, oh. nothing ever impressed me more than during review or preparation for you. <clears throat> um, where somebody was sharing with me how they developed their people. So if we, when you're reviewing team one-on-ones, that's the time to to get that in your mind and, and uh, make sure your boss is aware of what kind of personnel
0: development stuff you're doing. Perfect. Gosh, that's so perfect. I, I wish I have thought of it. Well said. Okay, week six. It's time to look at reports. Um, look, lots of bosses keep refor- report files from the directs. I do. Um, You now know this, and so you should be able to find any operational, personnel, budgeting, or financial reports that reflect on you or your team for the year. Whatever goes up weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever. Do not underestimate this step just because it's right after one-on-ones and we're going to be talking about emails. Budgets alone can kill you. You need to be able to have a detailed discussion about your monthly budgeting and its effect on on end of year costs and benefits and cost analysis and right. so and it's on. It's not
1: coincidental you're, that uh, sometimes reviews are at the same happen <laughs> at the same time where you're going through budgets. And so if you have an, if you have a problem here, um, it's going to it's going that problem is going to become very public at the same time people are thinking about your review. So Pay attention.
0: Bingo. And look, you're often so far down in the weeds that you need to look at the reports in this way halfway through the year to see what the boss is seeing sort of systemically or systematically about you and your team. And if you're smart, you're going to get your hands on your peers reports that are similar to yours so that you can compare. I mean, you, know, you may not know how much better or worse you're doing than anybody else, even though probably around the water cooler you get some sense of that. And if you don't know where they are, we have a little hint for you. Your boss's admin has all of them. <laughs> and if you're really smart, next year you're going to keep all of your peers' reports that you normally throw away. Um, and if you have an admin, you're going to hand them to him or her and say, look, keep a file on all my peers' or monthly reports and keep a, a monthly file so we can look at all these These reports when we get ready for the end of year review. You're such a sneaky guy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's almost as if all this stuff fits together, like we actually have been thinking about it and working with it for years and years and years. (laughs) Nah, (laughs) probably not. (laughs) I'm I'm just thrilled to be able to share it to audience. I think it's just great. Um, Again, you know, we're we're not we are looking for successes and failures, where you met your goal and where you didn't. But but uh, um, we're not suggesting that it's only that. You want to be looking for how you're going to be communicating, how you're going to be talking about all this stuff in your review. And you're going to be writing some notes down. So when it comes time to do it, you're going to be steep in this stuff. Um, but I, I will tell you this, Mike, and we're in week six now, um, a little caveat. At this point, many folks who are listening who are going to be doing this are going to be thinking about quitting the process. Uh, it'll be because you, you've got a mass of data in front of you telling you about a bunch of stuff you haven't done that you said you were going to do and all the metrics that you've been letting yourself off the hook for throughout the year because things change and stuff moves too fast. And I can't believe that's still a priority because now the boss is saying, I know that's a priority, but it doesn't matter. You've got to get this done now. They want it next week. They want it Tuesday. You've got to do an all-nighter to put this PowerPoint presentation together. And my thought on that is simply this that was probably true last year too you just didn't do a mid-year review or a you know an august review of your work it's better to know what you're weak on or where you're a little bit behind now than to have your boss tell you about it in december or in january so it may be a little bit disheartening but it, but if it if this year is like any of the others you're going to be let off the hook anyway at the end of the year you want to be able to talk about what you were successful on and if you don't go through this process you won't be ready to yeah. do that and it's not the focus here the
1: the the huge advantage of this that we're really not going to get into in a lot of detail this serves as the basis for improving your performance next year um yeah but in the future
0: and you could cheat a little bit and start now and improve you know and and, and sort of sweep up some loose ends before the end of the year this year yep. as well yep okay week seven documents created uh, I love this one uh, a friend of mine in sales showed me this um, he, he had a new boss and he his boss spent the whole year asking him for new reports written documentation written training guides for new representatives that this friend of mine was training he did this to show his boss that yes he had told him to do all this stuff and here's the written proof uh, salespeople and sales managers tend to have short memories when it comes to everything except clients um, I didn't ask you to do that. Did I? Yes, you did And here's the document that I had to create late one night and over the weekend in order to train this rep So that we wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel next year um, And and, and it basically what it did was it got me to thinking about either what you can do this one of two ways searching on your computer um and there's, you know, you can use a you can use a search function. I happen to love Google Desktop, but you don't have to use that. You could simply in Windows Explorer, you could you could uh, organize a folder by date created, or do a search using Windows search function, which is horribly cludgy. But you could do it, and and asking it for every document that was created. In the calendar year thus far that you're doing And you'll want to do this again Toward the end of the year Although usually when you're, as you're going through this process The stuff that happens along the way You're going to be making notes um, On things that you're doing later on in the year That are actually quite They're current because you're working on them at the time Um, And and I was amazed at stuff that I found on my computer when I did this a couple of times, all the stuff you've forgotten that you worked on. And you might want credit for some of it. And sometimes it doesn't make the one-on-one. It doesn't make um, anything else. And there's a document that you spent a weekend preparing or a slideshow that you did for your boss while she was out on vacation or at a conference or whatever. It, it, It won't hurt you to print them out if you think it's necessary, um, or you can just make some notes in the form that we provide about what successes they point to or what work you did that was helpful to somebody else in terms of team building or supporting your boss or supporting an initiative in the corporation or what have you. A lot of times it ends up being stuff that's not related to the chain of command, but it's something that managers are expected to do, serving on committees, things like that.
1: Yep. And one additional point on the document stuff, just take the extra step. Um, you deliver the document, but think think the next step, which is what effect did it have on the organization? What were the results to the organization? You'll certainly want to be able to put it in that context. Versus, yeah. I created yeah, you, a document. Yeah, you're not
0: saying I typed. Yeah, you're not saying I typed <coughs> fifty five pages that's for right. you. You're actually. Yeah, you want to talk about value creation? Good, thank you, Mike. Yeah, that's good. Um, weeks eight and nine, or weeks eight, nine, and ten, we get to the fun one, which is emails. Um, and And, you know, to tell you the truth, even though this is probably the best repository of data and reminders of all kinds of stuff you've already forgotten, it probably get a little bit boring. um, but you're gonna get some surprises. There's no question if you go through a year's or nine months worth of emails, you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's right that." Fire came up in February, and it took me three weeks to fight that fire. I had completely forgotten about it because, of course, your memory is kind to you, and it washes away the really, really bad things that have happened in your past. It buries them in your subconscious. I think most of our listeners Uh,
1: probably agree. Um, We we try to help them get out of this, but a lot of your time as a manager is spent in firefighting mode, and those those are things that are not reflected in your job description, in objectives. There's no other documentation of it other than email in general. Um, so yes, given that you're spending I, a lot of your time agree. doing it, you might as well might as well call it out and and um, make sure you're getting credit for it.
0: And if you find three or four of these things that took a significant amount of your time, let that be a lesson to you next year. Is there a way to say no or be a little bit more proactive about those things? Maybe there's a theme associated with all the big fires or uh, and you can build in some proactivity, some managerial boring routineness so that you reduce the number of fires you fight. Unfortunately, a lot of companies say, boy, that guy, Ozan, he's awesome. He's always just putting out fires left and right. He's a great manager. Whereas, you know... Martin over here, you know, she's great, but eh, she doesn't seem to be as energetic or as excited about Ozan. Well, that's just because she does her job day after day, blocking and tackling one-on-ones, coaching and feedback, and everything runs smooth in her shop. Nobody ever has to pay attention. It's just boring. Um,
1: and a lot of work It's yeah. done. And not, not to repeat myself 10,000 times, but... This is the basis of future improvement. This, you go through this process, yes. you'll have a better review. You'll have done your own review, and you'll have a better sense of where you are, what you've done, your accomplishments, your weaknesses, and what you need to focus on next year than you would ever get from simply getting a review from your boss. No doubt about Bingo. it.
0: Okay. The way to do it is to sort your emails by person. It's important to do that by person in whatever folder you're looking at and go through them chronologically from January or whatever your start of your review year is up until make them current. Um, if you go through by date, there are too many. Th- we find that there are too many threads to kind of keep track of, Mike. At least this has been my experience working with some managers that I've done this with. Um, and you get going too fast and you kind of forget to write down all the threads and then you have to connect things later. You have to keep going back and looking at who the email was from. We find that if we do it by person chronologically, the threads appear a little bit more naturally. Now, I I even take it a step further, and I make copies of all the mails that I've sent to folks that I'm searching on one at a time, and I put my mails to them in one folder, and since then I sort them by date within that person's folder, and that way I can follow the the threads between me and them um, that I'm coming up with. Now, now look, you may choose to do it differently, um, but most managers I know do it, do it one person at a time rather than focusing on, again, the just strictly a chronology and putting everybody in the same box. Um, another thing it does, Mike, is it helps identify team member successes, and, and, and that's a chance for you to go back and write down in that portion of the, when we're talking about one-on-ones, write down the team member successes and transfer them again to that, that point we talked about earlier. And then a little hand about one email is to, to don't forget to sort for peer emails, customer internal or external customer emails, and also projects. If you can identify projects in some fashion, the way you handle email, even better. So you can look for ups and downs in the projects along the way. Okay. Very powerful. You're going to see. You're going to see little things that you had forgotten along the way. Maybe, maybe only one or two that are going to be big enough to make it make it into the review that you're going to write. But at least you'll know completely. You'll have a complete picture of what you've done through the course of your email. Is an absolutely great repository of all the stuff you've been working on throughout. Yeah, the I, I
1: I could guarantee that if somebody did this, they would they would absolutely find at least half
0: a dozen accomplishments that they would have otherwise completely forgot about. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And and, and they're probably thinking to themselves, well, they must not have been that important because they didn't think about them. Well, it depends. Are they important to you? Are they important to the boss? Could it be that four or five additional accomplishments make your boss realize, wow, you really had a great year? Yeah. You don't want to go in. It's like going in with a revolver that should have six bullets in it and you only have three. Yeah, If if you could have six, wouldn't you want to have six? Yes, you would. Excellent. Okay.
1: Okay. Weeks 11 and 12. Write and prepare your review packet. And now we're getting to the
0: good part yeah the, the good part or the hard part um there's no easy way around the writing part but imagine doing this step mike if you haven't gone through the first 10 weeks that we've just w- walked everybody through mm. yeah. right and and then and then i'd say okay wait I- i'm betting okay we just said it's hard but i'm still guessing that everybody's going to hold our feet to the fire and say no i want you to tell me how do i write my own review right that's what people are really don't don't let me don't, don't let yourself off the hook Mike don't let yourself off the hook mark you know okay tell us how to write the review it's easy well heck it it's easy just go back to last year's cast on how to write somebody else's review you've got all the data you need all you're doing is writing your own it's not hard at all remember the seer method summary uh, example elaboration uh, and then uh, result or the sumex Re- uh, method, which is uh, summary and then example. Yeah, that those are parts of writing the review that we shared with you last year in the four-part review cast. All you need to do is review that and you're in great shape. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll be able to now, figure out how um,
1: whether or not people are listening to this or not because we'll see an uptick in the update. downloads of <laughs> last
0: year's shows. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, there is one caveat. I generally don't recommend Mike that you you try to figure out what your core message is for your review. If you're thinking your boss may have one for you, certainly if, if she's a manager tools manager, by all means, think about that and be ready to support or refute it if, if there's a concern for you. But I wouldn't try to write one. Unless, and the reason for that is you're, you're probably not going to influence your boss's ability to come up with a core message unless you hit a home run with your number one most important project or metric. In that case, fine. Talk about that. Make that a core message. Otherwise, write it without that. Allow allow all the data that you're going to deluge your boss with and the detail you're going to provide them, allow that to cause them to influence their message in a way that ends up being positive for you. Then, after you've written it, add any documentation that really stands out to you as an addendum. A couple extra documents, maybe four or five, maybe ten if you feel like they're that important to make it easy for your boss to review it and not have to go find it which he may not have spent the time doing. Um, And if you've gotten done in time, hand it to your boss within 24 hours after you've heard that he or she has gotten a reminder to do all of their reviews or just a reminder to do yours if they're scattered throughout the year. Imagine that. Hey, I heard that you're going to get ready to do my review. Here's my packet on the year. Watch your boss's mouth just fall Open here's somebody who knows How to manage themselves here Is a professional right and you're just taking 20 Pounds off their shoulders yeah 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 exactly and you're gonna Get you're gonna get the benefit of the doubt on every close Call that's gonna happen You're gonna have a significantly better review Because you spent six hours on This over the course of three Months yeah Now final final point We promised everybody a resume bonus uh, At the end of this cast Mike we may have already given this away. Um, now that you're done with your review, if you haven't done your little bit of work each quarter on your resume, now is the time. Take all of your notes about the entire year and that review you just wrote and update your resume in your most current job. Now your resume is current. Yeah. And that may be a good thing if your review Goes badly <laughs> no, well, way kidding. to end it my friend <laughs> no i know that sounds terrible no that's just a it's a little bonus i know that people tend to push the stuff that they for themselves they tend to put that on the back burner and this is a chance to make it easy you've got all the data right in front of you it'll take an extra half an hour you'll be basking in the success of your boss going wow thanks a lot and you'll make your resume look really really good and then you can not worry about it for a quarter until march of next year yeah good all right man this is fantastic
1: stuff. We we'll ha- we have a bunch of stuff we're going to put up on the website in terms of forms and transcripts yeah. and all that that will make this um very very easy to uh, not easy to implement. It will it will um you won't have to have taken a lot of notes during this p- podcast and that's a good right. thing. Cuz there's
0: a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it'll here. be a turnkey. You'll take that form that we've got and it'll it'll remind you the steps and then and you've got the PowerPoint as well. Um no brainer. Right. And of course, you'll hold
1: on to it till next year. You'll have gone through it once and next year will be even easier. So, Even easier. So, you'll start it in September and it'll be smooth as silk. And people will say to you, how do you do that? Oh, manager tools. And now, and now we've got a process on how we're going to prepare for our reviews every year for the rest of our careers. Yep. There you go. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. So, folks, that's it. Hope you enjoyed that. And even more, I hope you put it to good use haven't been to discussion forums lately, I think you'll want to do so. www.manager-tools.com slash forums. A lot of great stuff going on there. And as always, we appreciate everybody who's choosing to participate there. Lots of great information and Mark and I are learning quite a bit from everybody. So until next time, so long folks.